Welcome to the one and only Interior Design Book Podcast. Decorating by the Book, hosted by Susie Chase from her dining room table in New York City. Join Susie for conversations about the latest and greatest interior design books with the authors who wrote them. I'm Paolo, and this is my latest book, Faded Glamour by the Sea. It has always been a dream of mine, too, to have a house by the sea. And I'm curious to hear how this became your dream. Did you spend a lot of time by the sea as a child? Yeah, I mean, my I, I was thinking about this this morning. My dad, um, when we were really, really young, was obsessed with Miami. And so he bought a little condo there. <laughs> so weird. And um, so as a kid, we used to go, you know, every Christmas, summer, and we'd just be in Miami all the time. So, uh, yeah, my childhood was full of of the sea and, and things. And, and my nana was the one who brought me to the English, the British seaside. <laughs> so what was it about Miami that's so interesting? I don't know. Do you know what? It's so weird because I think about it now. And he was quite brave, you know, because we were pretty young and I've got two older brothers and um, and he just I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the food or the just the obviously the warmth. And, you know, he loved Americans. He just, you know, he just thought they were really positive and really lovely. And he was so happy there. <laughs> now, are you the person who likes to be just near the water or do you have to get in the water? I swim every single morning. So we have a local swimming bath place near my house in Somerset. So I swim every single day. The sea here isn't like, you know, American sea. It's bloody cold. <laughs> so um, I it, I only went in a few times last summer, but it was lovely just being on the beach and looking at it. But it was just a little bit cold for me. So you would have this conversation every summer with your husband, Danny Goffey, who's the drummer in Supergrass. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that conversation. The thing is about Danny, he's 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 not as into kind of being in hot climates because he's very British, very very pale, and he gets burnt <laughs> and then white again. <laughs> Me too. And, yeah, and he finds it quite. He also gets allergies, so you know sometimes if we go tropical, he's like, oh, I've got my allergies back, my heat rash. <laughs> um, so I think what happened was was you know we all had these knee jerk reactions to lockdown and I just was craving the beach and the sea and you know we've obviously had Brexit as well so it's quite hard to just go to Europe and buy somewhere now you know you're only allowed to spend 90 days there and so I just said to him why don't we just get somewhere by the sea and we can just go there whenever we want and we don't have to get on a plane and it's so easy and we found this house in Cornwall but we lost it because somebody came in with a higher offer and to cut a long story short we found this pretty house and it's not on the beach but there's it's about a five, 10 minute walk to the beach. Um, so you can't see it from the house, but you walk through this beautiful kind of natural kind of reservoir and, and you walk through and, and there you are. It's like you're on the beach. <laughs> so what house did you finally agree on and, and where exactly is it? So Cornwall's very overpopulated now. I mean, it's crazy. And um, especially since lockdown. And this place is quite untouched. Our beach is really private um, and it's so pretty. And honestly, in the height of summer last year, there'd be like one other person on there. It was crazy. So we really lucked out. But it's it's near Hastings. Have you ever heard of Hastings? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we're right near there, and but it's so pretty, and there's so many incredible like antique shops and and vintage fairs and you know warehouses. I've really lucked out. <laughs> so talk a little bit about your nostalgic love of the British coast and why it makes your heart sing. Well, I was really close to my nana. She was called Betty, and she was really amazing. She had bright red hair. She was six foot tall. She was amazing. She was a dressmaker, and she ran a casino at night. She was just so much fun and she used to take me with her all her girlfriends who were all kind of dressed still in the 50s you know they'd have big bouffons and bright red lipsticks and you know they were crazy and um, I spent so much time with her so you know she passed away when I was 18 and so I don't know it just makes me kind of feel like I'm close to her when I go there you know and I'm quite near those places now so which is quite weird Uh, so uh, yeah it's kind of weird because I'm about 40 minutes from Eastbourne and or not even. And also, you know, all the places she took me, Brighton's about an hour away. So it's great. (laughs) So your aesthetic is Faded Glamour, which happens to be the title of your last book. Can you describe this? I mean, for me, I love anything history. I loved studying history at school. I love anything that has a story. Um, For me, the the flapper girls in the 20s were, you know, totally what I would would like to emulate. You know, I just love them so much. And the style and the beauty and the craftsmanship of anything from the 20s to the 50s too, but anything like that. And I love things that, yeah, have a history story chipped, you know, bit imperfect, you know, maybe a knob's falling off or, you know, just I just like things that, you know, someone's loved and, and enjoyed and now it's yours to loan for a while. Now, does that go into your fashion too? So I make dresses for girls with boobs and bums and my dresses are based on 30s and 40s patterns because I'm not stick thin. So I buy a lot of vintage dresses, but unfortunately, if you think about it, they're 80 years old and or 90 years, you know, so they're, they're really falling apart and the, you know, the fabrics can't sort of last so and also you can't wash them you have to dry clean them all the time and and then you get holes under the arms so I decided you know create my own but with the same aesthetic but with lovely fabrics that you can put in the machine you know and wash so I love that uh this book chronicles your questions and doesn't just focus on romanticizing the process of purchasing a house by the sea. Talk a little bit about some of the issues you had to deal with. With lockdown, we were only allowed to visit it once. And because we'd lost so much money on the previous house, we didn't do a survey. I don't know if you do surveys over in America, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't do a survey, which is so stupid. And then basically the house was on biomass, which is this eco heating system where you have to put logs in twice a day. And that was actually broken anyway. And it was just the money pit. It was crazy. We had to you know, it, because it was off grid, we had to put a cesspit in. I didn't even know what a cesspit was. I mean, I was just like, what was a cesspit? And it needed replumbing. We, you know, we needed two boilers. We needed, you know, all new radiators, all new electrics. And the first night we got him, my husband was like, oh my God, we've bought a glorified shed. And I said, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I was like, you know, I guess we have, but I'm sure it would be amazing. But he couldn't see through that at at first. A year down the line, we've done everything and it's just perfect. So in the book, you say you no longer have the sense of wanderlust. Do you think it's because you found your dream home? 
Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, you know, there's a few things I'd love to change. I'd love to be able to see the sea from the house. In in some ways, it's great not being able to because then you're protected because a lot of the houses that are on the beach, because we've got, we're one back from the beach and those houses have to do quite a lot of maintenance throughout the year because of the the sea and the air and quite a lot of damage happens, you know. So in some ways we're really protected. But apart from that, I feel like it's such a retreat for me because I work 24-7. I mean, I'm always working. I'm working, you know, midnight. You know, I'm still answering emails and, you know, and stuff. So when I come here, I really switch off and it's great. Danny says you have quite a bit of stuff. So with a lot of stuff, you need to think creatively. And in your kitchen, you installed a beautiful brass rail across the beam. It's on page 14. And can you chat oh, yeah. about that? Yeah. So I work with a company in the in the UK. Actually, they have a store in New York as well. Um, and it's called Devol Kitchens. And I found them on, on Instagram. I saw this kitchen. I was like, oh my God, that is the most beautiful kitchen I've ever seen. And I just called them up and I was like, look, would you like to like collaborate? And this was when I was decorating my Somerset home, which is in the Faded Glamour. And they said, oh my God, we love your style. Yeah, of course we would. And so we worked together and I created this island with, I wanted it to be like a haberdashery island with like, you know, glass inside. And so they did this beautiful job in Somerset. So when I came here, there was no question I was going to ask them to collaborate again. And they said, oh, pal, we've just got this new brass thing where you hang and I was like yep that's perfect (laughs) and they said we've got these new little curtains that go inside the cupboards and I was like brilliant I'll have that as well then thank you Um, and I think they look great can you just describe what it looks like for people who don't know it almost looks like a pipe you know one of those copper pipes and then you just hang all your pans and sieves and you know all that kind of stuff you know even though in the pictures our kitchen looks like it's fairly big it isn't it's kind of you know it hasn't got much cupboard space so it's kind of good to put it up and not have it in the cupboards I love that idea because you can so easily get to everything yeah I mean the thing is like I said I have so much stuff and I know I am a hoarder I know I am I find it really difficult to throw things away apparently I get that from my nana but um (laughs) no one else in my family has it um so you know so that's quite hard so then I have to think okay I've got to find alternative spaces for things so faded glamour by the sea is a collection of homes other than yours tell me about the homes in this book and how did you come to choose them again it was lockdown which was so tricky because this book was supposed to be created abroad really you know we were going to fly all these places and everything and then obviously lockdown happened and we were very restricted so there were a few people one Helena Christensen who I follow on Instagram I've known her for years actually but her style is unbelievable and really sums up faded glamour for me she's a photographer so she sends some of her photos and they just fitted in really perfectly with the book and then obviously we've got Rachel Ashwell who's art directed the book and I love her Malibu home it's so beautiful and then my next door neighbor's house is just this kind of labyrinth you walk in and you're transported into another world. I mean, and it doesn't even feel British, you know. I asked her and she was a bit reluctant at first and she's very shy and she sort of agreed in the end. And and I love, that's one of my favourite chapters. And there's 
a couple of other, you know, again, it was very local. Um, there was a video director that we went to in St. Leonard's who's got an amazing apartment. And this stylist that I knew from London called Mitzi Lorenz, she had this incredible house, which is in Hastings. You just mentioned Helena Christensen, and her entry is on page 97, and it's entitled Beauty by the Sea, which <laughs> yeah. I love. And I love in it. the book, she said, I'm sure I was a mermaid in my former life, <laughs> or maybe I'm morphing into one for my next. Oh my gosh, I can totally relate to that quote. She is something else. I mean, not only is she one of the most beautiful women in the flesh, as well as on, you know, on camera, you know, but she's also super funny and super stylish. I mean, it's, you know, she's just got everything. (laughs) She was definitely at the front of the queue when things got handed out. You know, she lives down the street from me here in the West Village. And yeah. I see her all the time. And I just want to be like, Helena, but she'll be like, who are you? <laughs> She's really friendly and lovely. And I was so happy when she said that she'd be included in the book. And she's um, like, I, said, I think I met her like, honestly, something like 21 years ago or even longer. And yeah, I was quite struck by the way she dressed and and her beauty. I mean, she's so, be- you know, incredible. But more than anything, her eye, she just throws things together and it just really works. So I'm dying to know, what is your favorite thing about living by the sea? Well, I have two dogs. I have one King Charles Cavalier who's 13 years old and she's called Angie. And I have a new dog called Doris, who's a year old, who's a little bit boisterous. And so I just love getting up super early in the morning and walking down to the beach with the dogs and just sitting there and just looking at the sea. And it is so enchanting. And I just feel like I've come home. (laughs) So how does Danny like it? Does he love it like you love it? I think he does, but he's a real warrior. And so he worries about everything. And I think because it's been quite stressful, this, you know, the build and the amount of money that we've had to spend, he's been very, I don't think he's enjoyed it as much as me. The thing about Danny is, is, you know, he'll, he'll moan and moan and moan. And then when it's finished, he'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, <laughs> you know, he's always like, Pearl, what mess have you got us into this time? You know, but then <laughs> when it's all finished, he's like, probably even slightly takes credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's something about this book and faded glamour that gets me super excited about interior design. I think because you focus on the uniquely personal, well-lived-in decorating style, I get so much inspiration from that. How about you? Yeah, me too, because I always love innovators. I love people that just don't have to try very hard, that they just have it, you know, and and that's in any style. Like I don't, I I appreciate so many different styles, especially what's going on with our planet right now. You know, it's so good, you know, to think of our carbon footprint and not buy new and, and, you know, recycle and upcycle and buy vintage and antiques because we've got to save our planet. So it's brilliant that people are starting to get in to this look. So where can we find you on the web and social media? Um, so Instagram is just Polo and my website www.polo.co.uk and you can find textiles, furniture, clothes, everything on there. Um, and I do ship to the US. To purchase Faded Glamour by the Sea and support the podcast, head on over to decoratingbythebook.com and thanks Pearl for coming on Decorating by the Book podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been so lovely talking to you. Follow Decorating by the Book on Instagram. And thanks for listening to the one and only interior design book podcast, Decorating by the Book.